Welcome to Full of Herself podcast, the podcast about the female experience for the female experience. I'm your host, Alexa Martinez. This podcast is for women who want more, women who are unwilling to settle for anything less than juicy and aligned success. Together with my amazing guests, we will deep dive into the journey, the story, growth, fuck-ups, and everything in between. My hope for you after spending some time with us here at Full of Herself is to own your story, to stop waiting to live and create a life that you love, and hopefully walk away just a little bit more full of yourself. This is Full of Herself podcast. Let's dive in. All right. Hello, lovely ones. Welcome to another episode of Full of Herself podcast. Today we are joined by a very special guest who I'm literally, I'm literally busting at the seams to just talk about a bajillion different things. We have Ralphie. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today, babe. Ralphie is a writer, a creative, a Latina in sales, a leader in the online space, a mother of three. Um, So there's lots of amazing things that you do and things that I just watch via Instagram. And I'm just like, how is this person doing all of these things so well? And so I'm so excited to chat with you today, babe. Can you give us a little intro? Obviously I've just given you a little intro, but can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and what you're up to, like just how's life? What's going on? First of all, that was a kick-ass intro, man. I, you know what? I have this thing where, you know, when you're in go, go, go mode, you don't realize all the stuff that you're doing. So thank you so much for Mm -hmm. reminding me. Yes, girl, (laughs) soak it in. You know, so I'm just sitting here like, ah, yes, yes. Yes, I did do that. (laughs) But you know what? What's up, guys? I am Ralphie Tavira. I have a, I co-host a podcast uh, called Adama Side 2 with my lovely co-host, Kaya. You guys got to check that out at some point. Um, but I'm a mother of three. I'm a dreamer. If you know, if I have any DACA recipients in the house, it was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, just uh, being a dreamer, being a mother, being a creative, you know, being in the corporate space, leading my life authentically. Those are just, you know, who I am. Like, that's that's just who I am. And my course, that's a little bit. I'm also single. So if anyone has a nice single friend, holler at me. Um, but not trying to make that part of my identity, but it is what I'm going through right now. So we just go and talk about it. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, that's more about me, man. You introduced me pretty well. I was like, I've got more to say. Yeah. I completely, I knew that I forgot one and it was podcast host. I literally have it written on my notes, my phone, but I always go off the cuff on these things. Never, ever read my notes. Of course. Um, yes. Podcast host. I actually listened to an episode last week. It was so good. Very entertaining. Loved it. Um, so definitely check that out. Obviously it'll all be in the show notes, but I'm so excited to chat with you today. I think, and I was telling you this before we got on, I'm just so excited to bring just someone who's so multidimensional and multi-passionate onto the show, because I think specifically in the online space where we both really exist and have our platforms. Um, it can often feel like, you know, it's stay in your lane. It's you have the one thing and you excel at it. And I definitely do not think that there's anything wrong with that. But I personally, as a multi-passionate entrepreneur and a multi-passionate person 
really get excited when I see other people who have their hands in lots of different spaces. And Ralphie is a woman in sales um, and she's kicking ass and she's moving up, which is amazing. Uh, But she's also a creative and also a writer and an entrepreneur and like really showing up in those spaces in your life so fully in all of the different ways. And I think that that's something that always really impresses me about people and, and will make me want to reach out and connect with them when I see them like showing up and putting that level of intention into things. And so the first thing that I want to really talk with you about today is like Ralphie speaks and like more so the creative side of things. Cause I think that was the thing that really kind of like intrigued me when I first met you. And, and I was like, what is this? Like, what is this like brand? Like, it's so cool. And then you launched your website only like what a month ago. And I went on there girl and I saw some shit is sold out. So I'm like, what? So tell us, tell us about this kind of creative side of you and how that's come about. Um, and what it's been like to kind of step in, step into more fully, or at least, you know, from the outside looking in more fully to step into that, that position and that leadership and and that creativity. Yeah. So this is the craziest thing about my life. Okay. It's going to sound wild as intentional as it seems, everything started by accident or it was not planned at all from motherhood to being a creative, to being a Latina in, in sales, a corporate leader. I get into these seasons of my seasons of my life where I kind of like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm gonna do next, but I'm gonna figure it out. And so Ralphie Speaks came about 2009. So wow. yeah, I've had that blog since 2009. I used to write on MySpace where they used to have the little blog section. You remember that? <laughs> left-hand corner of like your page or whatever and people would throw in their like all their drama and stuff and I was writing poems and you know I didn't realize like what I was doing at the time and then you know you are you pushed out so you put out into the universe comes back to you so I started all of a sudden following people on MySpace that were also bloggers Like I just saw them on someone's comments and I thought that comment is really cool. Clicked on their page, turns out to be one of my favorite writers of all time. Now, um, Abby from Girls Are the New Boys, shout out Abby. And she was in San Francisco. She was like living, she's living the life. First of all, Abby's fun as fuck. And I thought like, wow, who is this girl? Come to find out she has a whole blog, right? And her writing resonated with me so deep that I was like, I want to, I want to do that. Right. I don't see anyone writing like that here where at least, you know, in my vicinity, which is South Phoenix, Cesar Chavez, shout out Chavez 2009. But I was like, I want to do that. And I was going through a real transitioning period, transitioning period of my life. As you do, when you get out of high school, you're kind of like, what do I do next? I got a baby on my hip. So I'm like, what do I really do next? And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to write and I'm just going to make poems. And that's just what I'm going to do. And when I saw that, oh, shoot, we can get on Blogspot. So I got a Blogspot. I was writing on there for a long time. And then Tumblr came about before Tumblr got weird. And I was like, I'm writing on Tumblr (laughs) before Tumblr became something else. There was writers like me on there who were trying to push the writing. And once the timeline got a little bit messy, I was like, yeah, I'm going to see my way out. And then I went on to WordPress. And that's really where Ralphie speaks, like, 
kind of like did its own thing because I got real consistent about my writing and I got like just real vulnerable. It wasn't mm-hmm. now only poems about my imagine coming from my imagination. It was actually life happening to me and people resonated with it. And I never, even, I would just post them on like my uh, Facebook page and say, check out my blog, you know, and people would actually go in and read it. And I was so stoked, you know, I was like, oh my God, you're reading my, my blog. Like that is so dope. And they would share it and then they would share it and then they would share it. And the next thing you know, I have like 200 followers. And then, you know, next thing you know, I'm actually getting like comments and stuff on it. So I thought that was really cool. And then enter in, you know, the, the big G Instagram. And uh, you know what I mean, it was like, what, what is going on? Once they let not iPhone users in the game, I was like, I'm here. Um, I was team manager for a long time, but yeah, I started pushing it on Instagram and who, okay. So I started pushing it on Instagram, but before that, my blog's name was called Viva La Cucci. Okay. The URL yes. was right. love this name. Need to bring this name back <laughs> in some capacity. <laughs> That's your lingerie line. That is my lingerie. <laughs> Listen, I, oh my God. So it's always been ralphiespeaks.com slash blogspot slash Tumblr slash WordPress. Yeah. But the header was Viva La Cucci. So when you logged into my blog, all you saw was Viva La Cucci, like across your. I'm um, dead. And that caused a lot of people to talk about it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to make shirts. What do you do when people can't stop talking about something that you're going to make sure <laughs> you make some merch. <laughs> <laughs> so I made shirts and I started selling them out of the trunk of my 2000 Honda Accord. And that's how that was my first business ever. Wow. Um, no LLC, no website. to my name that I decided to invest in screen printing and shirts. And I posted up, uh, I would post up at the QT on 19th Avenue Southern and tell everyone I'm going to be at the QT on 19th Avenue Southern, pull up and get your shirt. People would pull up. Um, That's how I helped pay uh, for JJ's Christmas one year. That's how I would help to pay for my out-of-state tuition because I'm a dreamer, y'all. We didn't get in-state tuition at that time. So I had to figure out how, and I couldn't work legally because I was, 2009 was before, 2009, 2010, 2012 was before the Dream Act came about, you know? So um, yeah, that's how, that's how I paid for school and for JJ stuff because I wasn't able to work. So uh, people would rock the Viva La Coochie shirts, they'd buy them for their family members. And I just thought that was like the dopest thing ever. Um, and I did that for a long time. I think I did a total of like four or five shirt releases and, uh, one release for hats for men. And it just like, it was so cool. I still have people who will send me pictures of their shirts and be like, look, I still got it. And I'm like, that's crazy. Cause that has been like 10 years since I've done anything like that. So yeah, that's where Ralphie wow. started as Viva La Coochie. And Wow. I have so many things, so many questions, so many things I want to say. I one, I need a shirt. Like I need absolutely. It's a necessity. I need. Um, wow. Okay. So I actually didn't know that you were a dreamer. I don't know if I just like missed that on your Instagram. So I have like a million questions about that, but since we're on the topic of Ralphie speaks, we will get to ch- chatting about being a dreamer. 
so it was literally birthed out of like my space, like you just sharing your experience. So would you say that your main inspiration as a creative and as a writer just comes from like your own lived experience? Absolutely. A hundred thousand percent. You know what I mean? I feel like everything that has transpired in my life at every Mm. season of my life leading up until here, I always say life in hindsight is magical as fuck. So like for me being able to Mm. see like, yo, I started that, I started writing and that, that merch out of trying to figure out how I was going to pay for college and for my kid. I don't, not to, you know, for myself personally, if I wasn't a dreamer, I don't know if I would have stepped into that space. You feel me? I don't know who I would have been. Um, So I probably would have still been, you know, pretty like badass, but I wouldn't have had that experience or drive of like, I got to make it and I got to make it by any means necessary. Like, I don't give a damn what the current president is saying that I can't work. Uh, you know what I mean? You like I makes, I got to make it for myself. So it's, you know, wow. the immigrant, the immigrant experience really like getting me to, to, to do that. So yeah, man, it's definitely from my experience. Yeah. I mean, just that natural born hustle and that natural born, like, yeah, like drive and, 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 and just like intuition to like figure it out and make something happen. And so I think that's so fucking amazing. So Coming from 2009 Mindspace, 2000 Honda Accord, selling t-shirts out of the trunk of your car at the like parking lot, you know, on the corner to having like a full-fledged website with products that are literally sold out. There are some products that are sold out and in the process of writing your first book, like, is that not a wild thing to like, I mean, I'm obviously it's your life. So like, I'm sure it doesn't feel as crazy, but like just sitting here and having this conversation and talking about it, like, how does that feel for you to like, see that full transition and to see that full kind of like, whoa, and to really be stepping into it. Cause I think what I see from the outside looking in is like, it's a brand, it's a Uh business, it's Uh a lifestyle. It's, you know, it's all of these different things. And, and, and I've read some of your pieces and seen what you've posted and stuff. And like, it is, it's raw and it's vulnerable and people relate so much with it. And so how does it feel? And give me a little bit of insight into your thought of just seeing like from the 2000 Honda Accord on the quarter to like having a proper business and like, you know, writing a book and selling products, like, but like, you know, on a website, <laughs> not out of your trunk. <laughs> I know, man. You know what? It feels surreal and it feels like it feels surreal. And I constantly have to go back and hug my inner child and my inner little young woman who knew that this would be us someday. You know what I mean? Like when I tell you that I am living my highest, ver- the highest version of me in this moment, I'm absolutely doing that at every degree. So to be here gives me chills. Um, it gives me drive. It gives me motivation. It lets me know that no matter what, I've, I've built so many different plans for my life. And they've all either been like gone left, gone right, you know, it, so it, I'm constantly reminded to trust where I'm at because look at where we're at. We went from there to here and by one way or another, you know what I mean? Universe, God paves a way for me. So I always say, hold steady, motherfucker. You go make it through. <laughs> 
Sorry, I don't know if we're supposed to cuss, but I no, yes, we definitely can. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, I'm just like blown away. I think like just because there's so many different elements and so many different things that happen in your life and that you've experienced that by all accounts and you know what society would say is like, oh, well, she's probably not going to make it. Like, not only is she undocumented, not only did she have a child yet, you know, like all of these different things that like, you know, majority of society would be like, oh, well, like her, her future is, is decided essentially. And I'm sure we know lots of people who went down that path and didn't, didn't have those same experiences or, or it work out that well. So like for you, like, what actually drives you to create this more? Like, and like you said, you always knew that there was this more, you almost knew that this was going to manifest or, or you were going to step into it. Like, but for you, it's like, what keeps you on that path? And like, like you said, keep holding the path. Like it's going to, like, it's going to be okay. But so for you, like, where does that drive come from? Obviously like being undocumented and all these different things, the immigrant experience, but like, give us a little bit of insight into like how you've how you've stayed on the path and how you've continued to grow with that intention. And yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's honestly, it's discipline. Like I preach about that so hard on my story. Sometimes it's discipline and it's self-respect. And I, did I have that throughout all the years? No, I didn't. You know what I mean? Definitely not. But I think it was getting real clear on the life that I want for myself and the lifestyle that I want to cultivate for myself, that it's like at some point, mijita, you're going to have to do things you don't want to do because remember, you have an end goal. So after I'm done doing my sales manager corporate gig, I'm mentally like spent, I'm exhausted But I know that, hey, if you don't go burn that energy off at the gym or sit down and meditate your ass for a while, you won't be able to tap into that creative person. So I make sure to do that, you know, and then at the end, at the end of every day, I give I fill my own cup up. What that might look like is I create a new graphic for RalphieSpeaks.com. I write a poem that I don't have to publish right away, but it'll go somewhere at some point. Um, so I think that's really what drives me is the discipline, um, the, the self-respect aspect of it. And the, I just, you know what, like, I just want to live a life that feels full as fuck to me. So that's, that's the most important to me. So yeah, that's, that's where that comes from. And then, mm. and then on top of that, just connecting with people, man, I'm such a people person, like, you know, I know my the name of my book is called Someone Needs to Read This. And I feel like we have other folks going through the same thing like us to some yeah. degree. And so for me, I'm just like, I want to connect with at least, you know, one person, hold space for them, even if they don't got to know me like that. So something that I create always, I know that it's going to be consumed by someone else um, to some degree. So make sure that you show up fully and, and that you're authentic as fuck. Yeah. I hope yeah. that answered. 
Yeah, it definitely did. And, and on that topic of like authenticity and, and obviously for you writing is, um, like the medium that you use to express yourself, but you are a podcast host. You, um, have the Adama's guide too. And you talk about life. Like you talk about your experience, you talk about, you know, working and kids and all these different things. And so for you over the past few years, um, specifically kind of over the past, you know, three-ish years where you've really kind of stepped into these almost new levels of like vulnerability, authenticity while maintaining that growth. Like how have you, how have you really honed in on your voice and how have you really, I guess, figured out like your unique point of view as a leader in the space, because you do have a lot of followers and I already know people be all up in your DMs trying to ask you for advice, trying to say like, Ralphie, what am I supposed to do? Girl, you better send them an invoice. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I'm curious, like, you know, having so much lived experience and having so many, um, you know, really, um, really big things happen in really pivotal moments in your life, like in coming into this kind of more, I don't know, like mature, robust season where you're like, I'm owning my shit. Like I'm launching websites. I'm doing these things that, you know, I'm writing this book, I'm finishing this book. So like for you, how have you found finding your voice and then taking it a step further, like creating platforms like Ralphie speaks and the book and the podcast, like how have you come into those spaces? And yeah, we can kind of two-part that, but yeah. Tell us yeah, about that. It's being myself and being me, like being me 100% of the time. Like there was a point in my like IG, I guess, I don't know, space career, whatever, not an IG career, but you get what I'm saying. My IG <laughs> life where I was like, Ooh, should I share that? Because I don't know what people might think, Ooh, should I do that? Cause I don't know what people might think. Like, mm. Ooh, am I being too vulnerable for people? And then like, I, I, I meditate and I just had an epiphany one night and it was like, if it feels true to you in that moment, and it is who you are at your core, do not shy away from that. Just because you're conscientious of what that person might say or what they may think that has nothing to do with you and you gotta be okay with that they're gonna develop their own opinions their own perception based on their lived experiences but this one is yours honey so what you gonna do are you gonna show up fully as yourself or are you gonna like hide away and like you know what I mean and and be self-conscious about it And also, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Why are you wanting to be vulnerable? Is it for validation? And and so I was like, no, I don't need validation. It's for connection. And so then I was like, yo, show up fully because it's not for validation because you know what I mean? And if I I don't really care what people think at one point, I just had to do away with that. If I'm going to step in fully to who I am, the only opinion that really has to matter is a sergeant in my head and then what's in my heart. You know what I mean? And that's that's it. Honestly, that's, that's how I'm like, does it feel crazy sometimes? Yeah. Do I feel like I chew off more than I can handle at times? Yes. Have I had people tell me, why are you doing that? That's not even going to sell. Why are you, you know, why are you putting your business out there? That's not even going to like do well. And at the end of the day, I'm like, cool, that's good. He says a lot about where you're at in your life, but (laughs) as for me, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So I'm sorry if I make you feel uncomfortable, go get that worked out because I got to continue doing what I do for me. 
And at the end of the day, if it doesn't, you know, if it's not successful to anyone else, that don't matter. It felt right to me. So <laughs> that's how I show up. Yeah. I love that. And so in terms of like, cause, cause I love like this idea of like what feels true to me. And, and I love what you said. Like, it's not about validation. It's about connection. Like that gave me goosebumps because I was like, I think a lot of us can question our motives and question ourselves. Like, why am I showing up and doing this? Is this something that I want? Am I needing validation? And it's like, it's okay to want to put yourself out there and share your experiences to connect and to go deep with other people, especially right now where we feel so fucking alone and we're all separated and quarantining and all of these different things. And so I think that that's huge to remember that like, it's okay to want to put yourself out there to connect with other people and to share our story. And that's why so many of us show up. Like we were just talking about before we press record, like it is so rare to find people who genuinely understand you, your experience, your story, whether they've been through it or not, the people who truly see you and, and who can empathize and like hold space for you, like those relationships are so special. And so the fact that you come on and you share your story and you do get fucking vulnerable. I've watched your yeah. Obviously watch your stories. Um, so how did you decide to start a podcast? Like what was the, what was the kind of driving factor or the, the, the thought behind like, let's start a podcast. Let's, let's talk about life because I love the idea of, of two women, like shooting the shit about like real life, like, because uh-huh. it's just not. And I was actually saying this to Aiden the other day. Oh my God. I'm about to go on a, I'm about to go on a rant. I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I fucking hate like 99.9% of female podcasting because it's two things. It's here's how to become a millionaire business. Da, 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 da. Here's the strategy that you need. Or it's like, I'm 30 pounds overweight and I'm just complaining about wanting to be on a diet. Like every podcast I listen to falls between these two extremes. And I'm like, where is the authenticity? Where is the realness? Where's the, where's the existing in the in-between of like, sure. Like women, absolutely. We can be successful. We can be experts in our field, but then also like talking about women's lived experience. Like it's I just, the, the podcasts that at least are popular that I see a lot of people reposting is like people just complaining or I just had a baby, blah, blah. blah. It's like, yeah, those are real things too. And I'm sure they relate to certain people, but I just feel like there's such a huge gap, especially for women of color to talk about like real shit and real life and the things that kind of fall in between that, whether it's starting businesses or whether it's raising kids or whether it's moving or living abroad, whatever it is, you know? So I just want to say like, I love that concept because I think there is such, such, such a need in the space for those types of conversations. Anyways, that's my rant done. So tell us how you came, how you came to, um, yeah, creating a podcast. And I have to agree with you. And I think that that was, um, so at my Adama's guide to was not my idea. I attribute that idea and I always give all glory to Gaia Pina, shout out my co-host. She came to me back in the summer of 2018 and she said, Ralphie, I want to start a podcast and I think you would be the best co-host with me. And me and her went to the same high school. She graduated a year before me and we always like knew of each other, but we were never close. I just always thought she was badass. Apparently she thought I was badass and it was like this unspoken, we're both badasses and love each other. We're just like not hella friends then. So um, I followed her throughout after uh, high school and she was like, I think you're going to be a perfect person for this podcast. And at that time, 
I was going through a divorce. Uh, I was divorcing, you know, the father of my kids. And it was one of the most toughest things and seasons of my life that I had to go through. And when she reached out to me, I was like, I would love to do it. I am just not in that space to do it right now. I'm always so conscious of the way I show up for people because that's why like today you'll see me on IG. I haven't really posted on my story because I've been, I've been in my, in my zone, you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm not going to show up for people that in this way, but I'll be talking my shit later anyway. um, (laughs) But I said, I'm not ready to show up yet, but if, if you can wait, um, let me just go to therapy, get my mind right. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that's what I need to do first before I start creating anything. She said, okay, I'll wait for you. And I thought she was just shitting me. I was like, no, nah, she's not. This girl is like funny, funny. Like she's freaking amazing. She's going to find another co-host. Like this might be a missed opportunity. Whatever. I got to get me myself first. Mm-hmm. Went to therapy, hired a mindset coach. Um, December of 2018, I came back and I was like, so about this podcast. And she's like, I've been waiting for you. And I was like, ah, you know, like we started meeting up together at like coffee shops. It was just her and I in a notebook and glasses of wine going over topics and stuff like that. And then, um, finally we decided to start recording and, uh, we recorded in my kitchen just with a PC, you know, and we just started talking our first episodes, our audios, our, our audio is like super bad. But we just started talking about the two spaces of life we were in. I was going through a divorce. She was a single woman who was now, she had been single for a minute. She had now just met the love of her life, who was now her husband. And I'm becoming single off of a 12-year relationship. She's about to basically move in with a man after being single for four years. So we're in these two different spaces of life. And we're like, yo, nobody talks about how hard this shit is. Like, this is the nitty gritty. Like, these are growing pains. Like, let's sit down, get some wine in us and talk about it. And that's honestly how it came about. And we talked everything about from like divorce, co-parenting to the single chronicles, you know, um, how to like trust your gut about a relationship. A lot of different topics came about. So we named it Adama's Guide Too, because we were like, first of all, like we're Latinx, you know, we're Latina. So we're yeah. like, we want to connect to to that. But also we want to kind of give people tips, like it real life tips that yeah. two people are following, you know, yeah. not something we read off the book, but something that we've actually like, we actually use. So we came up with Adama's Guide Too. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, man, it's been, uh, we start, we launched the uh, podcast July of 2019 was our first episode. We're on a bit of a hiatus. However, we did record an episode over the weekend that we're about to put out. So hey, check it out. Yes, we will definitely be listening. I love that. I just, I feel like there's something just so powerful about like authentic leadership. And I think that like, I love like my personal favorite brand of leadership, whatever that really means is like not explicit leadership. And essentially what I mean by that is people who just lead by living and who lead by showing up and sharing story and being authentic and holding space and empathizing and just being human. Um, and it's just so interesting how in, in the space, you know, on Instagram where there's entrepreneurs and coaches and blah, 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 all this shit, um, you know, we, we think, and we've created this idea of what it means to be a leader and what it means to serve and what it means to 
create change and have impact. And like, I think what I just keep hearing you say time and time again is like, I just allowed myself to show up and share and I was vulnerable and I didn't hold back. And I just genuinely wanted to share my experience because I knew that there was people who were experiencing the same thing or in that exact same moment or about to experience that shit. And they didn't even know it. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you wonder, you know, what, what it means to be a leader, right. Because I I just think that term is thrown around so much. This is it, you know, this is it showing up and using your voice and sharing your story. Um, and, and being able to action it, being able to, to actually give yourself opportunities to share that, which is something that I think you've been blessed with like a confidence or almost like an intuition of like my shit's worth sharing, which is like a whole other conversation. But like, I, I love that. And so, I mean, for you, like, what would you say, like stepping into this space? And like we said, I already know people will be following you and reaching out to you and stuff, but like, I guess, what does it mean for you? Like, what, what do you hope like your leadership and your business and your influence, like, what do you hope for that to kind of turn into? And like, yeah, I guess like why, like what's, what's like your, what's Ralphie's why? And like, why, why do you show up? Obviously dreamer, woman of color, like all of these different things. So like, I'm sure it's loaded, but like, yeah, I'd love to hear like what your why is. Inspire people, inspire other little, little girls like me, other, you know, moms like me, other creatives, you know, that aren't like me, but just keep inspiring people and letting people know that this is, that it's possible to cultivate and carve out the life that you want for yourself you know, with all the different obstacles that life throws at you that you can overcome, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I think what I always remind myself is that when I was a little girl, and I was like in middle school. And then, you know, I would always kind of look for a woman like me in these spaces, you know what I mean, I would look for the little girl with the immigrant family who spoke like little to no English. My dad spoke English, but my mom didn't, you know what I mean? Um, We traveled in a family van and we lived in South Phoenix. And I always looked for a woman, like for someone like me and like to now be that, oh shit, am I going to (laughs) cry? Yes. (laughs) Now, Oh shit. I was like, Oh damn. Um, to now be that woman that my, that, that little girl used to look for is my why. And I'm, I'm raising boys and raising people is a lot of responsibility. So I know that I have to show up differently Mm -hmm. for them and to give them the space and the inspiration to become their own people. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that it wasn't always like this. I didn't always have dope people like you that I could connect with and Mm -hmm. talk about life and business. And I didn't have the the podcast platform where people would be like, I needed that. You know what I mean? And I think about the people who don't have those outlets, who don't have, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah like that to like not look up to because please I'm four foot 11 that's nearly impossible but <laughs> to look at people and be able to say that girl is from Mexico she's from South Phoenix she had a baby at 18 she got divorced with three kids and she's still not from here but she's carving her own way and she's 
and making her own path. And if she can do it, I can do it too. And how the hell does she do it so that I can do it too? Like that is for me, wow. Like that, that, that's my why. Yeah, that's my why. <laughs> that's my why. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it's just, I got it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> covering my mouth. Cause I'm like, just soaking it all in, but like, yeah, it's so fucking true. And like, if you are listening to this, regardless of your story, regardless of where you come from, this is why we need like, I mean, in particular, this is why we need women of color to step up in their industries. I don't care what industry you're in. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you were in a grocery store, like we need you to step up and to like be a fucking voice and use your voice and, and, and assert your authority and share your, share your story because God damn it. Like it matters. And like one step in front of the other, like, I mean, that's absolutely like one decision and one brave move. And, you know, one action leads to something that's so much bigger. And maybe right now you don't have, you know, you don't have the, you can't see it fully. It's, it's too far off in the distance, but like, this is why we just absolutely, absolutely need more women of color to, to show up and share their story and use their voice. And so that's just, yeah, that's fucking crazy. I do have a question about, about your boys. Like what's their experience of having a mom who does all of this rad shit? Like, what do they think? I know your two little ones are, are little. They're like five, right? Right. You know what? That honestly, like, wow, like my kids are my life. You know what I mean? I always say I go by Ralphie. My favorite name is mom, you know, um, damn, like, oh shit. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I love them so, so much. I love them with every fiber of my being. And I, I remind them of that daily. And I, I pour love into them. Like my parents pour love into me. But I think most important to that is them seeing me live, walk it like I talk it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was so funny because JJ got a TikTok account. He was grounded from his phone, asked to delete all social media. But he's like, mom, can I get a TikTok? I said, okay, that's fine. I got on TikTok. I see that it says Ralphie Speaks son is following you. And I was like, no, Ralphie, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to cry. No, like, that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. And he was like, uh, I said, Ralphie Speaks. I go in his room. I said, really, Ralphie Speaks son? And he's like, mom, you know how you do those vlogs, daily vlogs? I say, yeah. He goes, I want to be a part of your daily vlog so people can know me like Ralphie Speaks son. And man, to me, I was just like, boy, come here. Come give me a hug, man. Like what? Um, and then, you know, him just looking at life. Like I grew up, my parents are traditional Hispanic parents. So they mm -hmm. think that you being a doctor, a lawyer is like the max thing that you can do for yourself. So when I told them like, I'm dropping out and I'm going to, and I'm going to fully immerse myself in the corporate, you know, sales, uh, you know, health, health insurance sales industry. And I'm going to be one of the best that they've seen. They're mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, okay, what's the company name, you know? Um, but you know how how parents can be shout out yes, mom and dad girl, I know <laughs> so, but had I told them like mom I want to be a writer um I never really told them that mom I they recently found out that I was writing my book actually that's a story I'll share in a little bit but 
being able to tell JJ, being a JJ knows that I have a blog. When I launched my website, he sent me a text saying, good luck on your website, mom, you know, congratulations on your website. And so now hearing him say that he wants to be an illustrator for Marvel. That's one of his things. He wants to draw for Marvel. Um, I said, you want to be a director creator for Marvel? You can do it. Like, trust me, full force, baby, like nonstop to hear him say that, you know, he wants to be a part of the podcast to hear him be fully immersed in the creative side of things just makes my heart so happy. And I can tell that it's rubbing off on them, like not only the creative stuff, but my work ethic. You know, one of the things that we say around the house is the way you do anything is the way you do everything, mom, we said, <laughs> you know. And so just them even showing up in these these little ways, you know what I mean? Like laying out their clothes before bed and, you know, reading and writing and just, man, that's, yeah. So I don't know if I answered the question right, yeah. but. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. huge. Like, and, and it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause like, you know, coming from, cause I'm second gen, obviously you're a dreamer. So like our, your parents obviously were just doing what like they had to do to survive. And like you said, traditional Hispanic family, like we already know exactly what that means. So that's like exactly how my grandparents are. But like, even with my mom, like had me quite young, single mom. So like also had to do what she had to do. So it's like, now we're given these opportunities really with just technology, like to be able to use our voice and be on Instagram and, you know, all these different things. Um, to start to explore like what it looks like to push the envelope when it comes to creating a life that we want. And it's so interesting. Cause like, when I look at my mom, my mom is like my, just absolutely adore her. Like she's my everything. And she's been so successful for herself and it works in sales as well. Like we all got sales in our blood. Um, but like you said, like in a traditional Hispanic household, like sales doesn't really count. Like it doesn't like my mom be making like multiple six figures. And my grandparents are like, you still, you're not still not a doctor. You're still not a lawyer. You know? So like, it's, so they don't care. She's bringing in $300,000 a year. Like they're like, they're not phased. They're like, bitch, you still work in timeshare. So like, it's, it's actually hilarious, but like, it's crazy because like, I feel like the community, like communities of color and in particular, like the Latinx community, I have so much that I want to say on this, but like, I feel like we really are coming into this season and into this moment in like almost our history as like a community of like really starting to see our potential and really starting to push the envelope because we have more access because we have more resources because we know what's possible to, I mean, I think there's like a million different things that we could talk about when it comes to that, but like, I don't know, it feels so pivotal to me. And it's, it's crazy to me to hear you talk about raising three boys and showing them that they get to do the things that they want to do versus living in survival mode and having to do the things that, we'll just put bread on the table. And obviously work ethic, all those things, like you said, those things are still, still so important and no one works harder than the Latinx community where you know this, but yeah, it's, it actually like really blows me away and like, just gives me goosebumps to think about like you raising these three boys who, yeah, are going to get to grow up and not have to live in that survival fucking mode and that just feels so powerful for us as a community like I don't know if you feel that but I feel that when you just said that (laughs) 
know what? I want them to think big and dream big and know that, you know, with the right support, the right community, you know, the discipline, the work ethic, you know, taking risks and taking opportunities and failing forward, like you can do a lot and you can create waves where waves need to be created, you know, especially as boys, as men, one day they're going to be the leader of their unit, whatever their unit looks like, whether it just be them, a family or whatever else, right? right. And I think it's so important. And I realize that my role here on earth as a mother was a very specific one. And I was giving a very specific journey with these three. So I got to make the most of it. Yeah. Damn. Crazy. We are literally changing culture and changing stereotypes and change like just, just so much. Like there's just so much there in it. It literally makes me want to like come to tears because it's exciting. And it makes me fucking like, it makes me ant to think that like, this next generation, you know, even these like little ones who are growing up, like they see this shit and this shit, like, this is a game changer. Like, you know, little white kids have been seeing this for centuries and now it's like, it's our fucking turn to like show up, use our voice be creative. Like, I just think all of those things are so fucking huge and so pivotal to allowing people to just create that fullness of life. Like you said, like my life feels so like, I just want my life to feel so full, like, you know, and like, just, Oh, like, I just fucking love that. So what important thing is also like when I stepped in the corporate space, I was like, you know, one of the only like, you know, Latinas, like in leadership as where I, how I knew it. And I always felt like I couldn't be authentically myself because I had to be this, like, you know how it is. Like you feel like you have to some whitewashed version of yourself to like fit in. But now to like, my kids see me and they're like, mom, you still, like you talked how you talk (laughs) and then you do the podcast thing. You know what I mean? And then you still like, you you when they hear me on meetings like JJ hears me on meetings and he'll be like who are you laughing at that hard how why would you be laughing that hard on a meeting and I'm like I don't know baby we're just chopping it up and they're like you like you know he knows that like when I show up I show up as myself so that's gonna encourage him to show up as himself and be proud of where he comes from and who he is so I'm excited to see that when when the time comes you know for him to just show up as himself and I'm 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 the biggest cheerleader man I love that kid I love mm. my kid. Girl, I'm so proud of you. Honestly, I really am. Like just, just like hearing you talk about it is just absolutely amazing. So realizing that we could probably talk all damn day. Um, we've got one final question for you and that is for, and, and I love that, like, you just had such a full lived experience and like, you take so many boxes for people, like in terms of like what they've experienced. So if there is someone who is related to Ralphie in any way, shape or form, whether you're a mother, whether you're a dreamer, whether you're a woman of color, like wherever you fall in the spectrum of her story, cause you just have got so much juicy goodness in there. Like, and they're wanting to, like, they can't see it just yet. Like they can't see the vision just yet. You know, like they know there's more, but they're just unsure how to get there. Like, what's your advice to help people just start to show up more authentically and start to start to take the steps. Like, what, what would you say to them and how, how would you kind of like guide them and, and, and tell them to like, how to get, how to get it going? That's a great question. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot, I want to answer in a lot of different ways, but the main way is 
get your support system and reinforce it. Honestly, that's going to look different for everybody. For me, it looked like, you know, um, there was a point in my life where I felt very unfulfilled and I wasn't happy. And to get hella vulnerable with you, I didn't want to live anymore. You know, sorry about if it's triggering my bad. But I was at that point in my life where I was like, wow, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I was just in a really dark spot. And I had a little whisper in my ear and it said, get your support system and reinforce it. Triple layer that. What does that look like? Talk to your family and your people about what you're going through and let them know that this is something that you are experiencing, but this is not, you know, who you ultimately know yourself to be. Talk to them, right? Get that. Get yourself to therapy. Okay. Whether you think you need it or you don't, you do. (laughs) Point blank period. You're going to find out different things about yourself. And truly you want to get to know yourself. Yeah. And then hire if you have the means, right? You don't, you, you may have the means, you may not have the means, whatever. Get yourself a coach or a mm-hmm. mentor in the way that you need it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very specific to you there. You can buy books. There's online books. There's a, you know, you can listen to podcasts. Podcasts are free. You know what I mean? Get uh really get a coach in, in mm-hmm. the space that you need it. So for me, You know, I know that before I could do all this dope shit and manifest what I wanted, I needed to get my mind right. There was limiting beliefs, programming that I had to kind of like work through patterns in my life that I had to break through. So that's what I mean, man, about get your support system, reinforce it. And it's going to feel impossible at times. You're going to feel a little bit crazy for thinking the way that you're thinking. Um, But I always say, once you start thinking big, there's this little light or this little flame in you that gets lit up, that gets you excited. And you're like, oh, I can't wait. And that peace that you feel is only a glimpse of what's to become. So like, trust that. And that's honestly my way of being able to do what I do, um, you know, and also give yourself grace, man. I preach that shit all the time, but like give yourself grace. It's okay. And I think more so now that we have social media so accessible to us. And if you yourself are not in a good space of where you want to be, and then you log on and you see all these people doing all this dope shit and you're like, oh my God, how are they doing it? Why am I doing, why, you know what I mean? You can tap into two spaces. Okay. You can be in the, like, how are they doing? That must not be true. Social media is fake. I see that shit all the time. And honestly, it gets on my nerves a little bit because I'm like social, not all social media is fake. Clean up your timeline, align it with people that you want to see. Right. So you can tap into that whole social media is fake. Everyone's doomed. I'm doomed. Right. Or you can be like that woman right there, like that Alexa coaches girl, super dope. I need to become her friend and I need to just like watch what she posts, like kind of like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Get some get some, you know, get something out of interacting with her online. Mm -hmm. And yeah, honestly, like you can get into those. So I just got into the of like that girl. Alexa is dope. as fuck. And now look at us. (laughs) Um, That's actually so ironic because this morning I did a tarot card pull. Like I went online, I went live on Instagram and did one. And the main message that I got out of it was asking for help or asking for guidance, but not only out of a place of scarcity, but out of a place of your entitlement to abundance. And so like when I heard you talking, I was like, oh shit, this is exactly what we were talking about this morning. Because I think, especially as women of color, especially as people who kind of come from, you know, 
just put your fucking head down, work harder, work harder, work harder, which like, yes, working hard is very good. Work ethic is obviously amazing, but at a certain point, like we don't, we, we, one, we don't have to, and one, we cannot do things alone. And so listen to this woman when she tells you to fucking reinforce like your support system. And also like realize that you are entitled to abundance. You are entitled to guidance. You're entitled to help and love. Like no one is meant to do this shit alone. And so like, if you start to shift what you're deserving of and how you perceive like what you're even allowed to ask for, whether you're fucking thriving right now or you're struggling. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that was my biggest takeaway. I was like, I've had a great month. Sure. I would love some more help and guidance. I would love some more support because I deserve it because I'm entitled to abundance and mm-hmm. all of us are, you know, mm-hmm. all of us are. And so I love that. I think that's huge. And I think that's such a beautiful a beautiful and like an essential piece of, of, of coaching and advice. And so I hope that you will all listen and Mm -hmm. run with it, but thank you so much, babe. I've loved today's conversation. I was like, should we just keep going and do a part two, but maybe we'll do a part two later on like some other topics, but Um, I've just loved hearing your story. And like, I know there's a million different things that we could, we could have dove into. So if you have any more questions for Ralphie, or if like, you're just like this human being is dope, I want to connect with her. I will leave all of the ways to connect with her in the, in the show notes, but can you let us know and tell us one, how we can connect with you, but two, also how we can support you and give us all of our dollars. Yes. So all of our dollars. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, you know what? Abundant, abundant mindset Um, and get in the receiving spirit, honey. So get in the receiving spirit, get in the receiving spirit and follow me on Instagram at Ralphie Tavira. And you can also check out my merch and my blog and ask for advice on RalphieSpeaks.com. If you want to hear me talk my shit about single life, being a mom, and, you know, just doing, doing all the getting, going through all the shit that we go through as women, check out Adama's guide to podcast on all streaming platforms. Also follow us at Adama's guide to on IG as well. And we are also at Adama's So, and my book is dropping this year. Uh, someone needs to read this coming soon. Yes, we are anticipating and cannot wait to purchase our coffees. We're all dying for it, but thank you so much, babe. I've loved having you. And I'm just honestly, like have to say just so inspired and like blown away, but also like proud as fuck of you. Like, I know I wasn't there for the whole journey, but just hearing you and everything that you've overcome and just like your commitment to yourself that'll be what the next podcast is about. <laughs> but like, yeah, Ooh, I love huge. that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you, for part two. Thank you so much for creating this space, for having me on. I think you're dope ass fuck. You already know. Um, and yeah, uh, love you, girl. Love you, babe. Hello, lovely one. Thank you so much again for tuning into another episode of Full of Herself podcast. How good was today's chat? 
I wanted to pop on and ask for a super quick teeny tiny favor from you. And that is leaving us a little review, a quick little comment. I know you guys love the full of herself podcast. And ultimately I want it to be able to reach as many people as possible. And that is where you come in by leaving us a review, by sharing your thoughts on the episodes that you love. We get the chance of actually getting to reach more and more people. So if you enjoyed today's chat, or if you have enjoyed a chat in the past, make sure leave a comment, give us five stars. We would appreciate it so, so, so much. Thanks again, babes, and see you in the next episode.